It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Oh, my mama. Oh, my mama made it, ma. Anything's possible. Rainy days. Jump shot fade away. This the best Celtics podcast day to day. Especially when the season get hectic. I stay waiting on it like receiving a Nets pick. Nothing like the terrible analysts on the TV. So in depth you might even hear a story on Gigi. So in depth they might do an hour about the D-League. So in depth you probably should pay him but it's a freebie. Yeah, John Corrales and J. King. Locked on trying to get the 18th ring. So you can miss me with the blah blah. No more Gino time. We watching Jay do the Zaza. Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Celtics podcast with the Rain and Jays. Today it's me, Jay King from MassLive.com with Locked On Thunder's Fred Katz from the Norman Transcript. We're going to be talking about the Celtics' heartbreaking loss, 99-96, to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Great performance by Russell Westbrook down the stretch. Great performance by him, really all game. The Celtics, back to their troublesome habit of kicking away games especially against quality opponents after that tough tough loss to the Toronto Raptors where they kind of collapsed in the third quarter this time the collapse came later a ton of mistakes down the stretch Al Horford throwing the ball out of bounds Avery Bradley letting Russell Westbrook go straight into the go-ahead bucket little finger roll at the rim just a lot of breakdowns for the Celtics down the stretch Fred We'll start with Russell Westbrook because he was dynamite, 37 points. His, his triple-double streak was snapped, but still, just just a dynamite performance. What did you think of, of Russell Westbrook compared to his normal game? I mean, I thought it was a relatively normal game for him. Like, <laughs> it was 37 triple-double streak snapped, but like 37, 12, and 6 on 14 of 26 shooting is like pretty good. Uh, I thought the triple-double streak snapped not necessarily because of him. Like, they shot terribly. They were so bad, and, and, and the Celtics did a pretty good job cutting off passing lanes, I thought. Uh, but they were they were so bad. They were 3 of 21 from 3, and if, you know, four of those threes go in, a couple of those dump-offs from Westbrook go in, all of a sudden, like, he's got his four assists. He's got 37, 12, and 10. Uh, so I thought he was, he was, you know, he was great. It was his best game he played in a little while, little while I thought. I mean, like, his, his 27, 10, and 10 the other night was, we were talking about, we were joking about like his worst triple doubles of the year, which is like such a weird conversation to have, but it's actually a thing with him. And his his 27, 10, and 10, I thought was his worst triple double of the year, and this was a much better game. Yeah, he, uh, I mean, down the stretch, he was just dynamite. The, the finger roll, the three he hit, it, he was just absolutely dynamic. The, the post up where he hit, I think it was Steven Adams down low, 
just just really killed the Celtics down the stretch. Uh, it was a weird game. Like the first half, the Celtics went to the free throw line three times only, and that's part of Isaiah Thomas being gone. You're going to miss that. But they only got to the line three times, and only once was it actually because of a foul. The other two were because of technical fouls. The Thunder, I think they were one of like 14 from the arc at halftime. Just, just over, over, half. over at the half. They started over 16 from three. That's that's not ideal. <laughs> uh, so so that wasn't good. Uh, just just another tough loss for the Celtics. They were all really frustrated. Avery Bradley was talking about the play where Westbrook went to the lane and got the finger roll, which was a go-ahead bucket with 30.6 seconds left. It was a tie game at the time. Bradley said he w- he was supposed to or it was a miscommunication. He was supposed to force Westbrook to Westbrook's left and instead he pushed him the other way and there was no help defense all the way to the hoop Uh, just (laughs) just another frustrating loss for the cell I I mean there's not much else to say they've played all these good teams tough the Spurs they crushed them in the first quarter still lost got out executed down the stretch the Rockets, Al Horford misses a layup. Isaiah Thomas misses a layup right in the final moments. They lose by one. The Raptors, they're up double digits in the third quarter, throw a few turnovers, and all of a sudden the game is flipped on top of his head. Kyle Lowry's going bonkers. And now, you know, the Thunder down the stretch. You, you said that's kind of characteristic of what the Thunder have done lately. Uh, what did you think of their performance in the fourth quarter to close out the Celtics? They're so weird because if you look at their quarter breakdown, they're like one of the worst teams in the NBA in the first quarter, one of the worst teams in the NBA in the second quarter. They're like the fourth best team in the NBA in fourth quarters in terms of net rating. Uh, and like they're, they always seem – they play the closest games. It's unbelievable. Like I always say they're, they're so bad for deadline writing. They're the worst. for. They've played more games within five points with five minutes left than any team in the entire league right now. I, I can confirm they're the worst at deadline writing. <laughs> Instead of having enough time to drop my computer off in the press room, I had to carry it during interviews with, with the Celtics in their locker room. So thank you, Hectic Thunder, for, for doing that to me. Is that the new iPhone? Yeah, got it on T-Mobile. Fastest iPhone deserves America's fastest LTE network. Introducing the amazing iPhone 8. It's the best iPhone yet, now on America's best unlimited network. For a limited time, save up to $300 on the amazing iPhone 8 after 24 monthly bill credits. And now join T-Mobile's iPhone upgrade program for free. Eligible trade-in and finance agreement required. If you cancel service, you may lose promo credits. Contact us for details. Video at 480p. Small fraction of users over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speed. See store for details. So I write I write with my computer rested on the, the trash can after every game because it's always like a three-point game that comes down to a three-point. They played three straight three-point games that have ended on opposing threes at the buzzer, like that have literally come down to the last possession. Three, three straight games. And I end up writing on the... Like actually, like putting my computer on the trash can in the corner of the locker room and writing on it every day, and like and like people are like pushing me out of the way so they can throw out like their smoothies after the game, and I'm trying to write. Uh, they execute pretty well down the stretch. Uh, they they do on both sides of the ball. I, I don't know why they seem to do it well in the fourth quarter and they just don't do it at the same level in the first three. Like I I could not tell you 
why that's the case, but it's this weird pattern where they're always playing close games in the fourth quarter, like no matter what, more than any other team in the league. Yeah, and the Celtics are, have kind of been the other way lately. And today, I thought it really hurt them that Jay Crowder picked up that stupid foul, one of the worst fouls in the history of mankind at the end of the third quarter, sending Russ with two minutes, 25 seconds left, I think it was, in the third quarter. He picks up his fifth foul 90 feet away from the hoop, trying to take a charge. He wasn't even in good position to try to take the charge. I don't know what he was thinking. And you could tell he was pissed because he, he didn't even bother to stay on the court for any amount of time. He walked straight to the end of the bench and later picked up his sixth foul. And down the stretch, Celtics had to go with a three-guard lineup of Rozier, Smart, and Bradley. And those three-guard lineups for them have been toasted all year long. And they got toasted again down the stretch. I don't know if I would have kept Jalen Brown in there. He obviously had a great fourth quarter. But, it, I mean, it's a, it's a tough decision because the good wings on the Celtics, Crowder's really the only one that you can trust at the, at the small forward. Like, behind him, it, it's Jalen Brown and Gerald Green, who clearly is out of favor and hasn't played well. James Young, like, they just don't have a lot of size on the wing. So when Crowder went down, that was, that was a killer. And, and I think that, as much as anything, hurt them down the stretch. What do you think of Jalen Brown? Jalen Brown is fun. <laughs> Jalen Brown is entertaining because you never know what he's going to do. A lot of the times he is electric and fantastic, and then sometimes he'll just really screw up. But I thought tonight against the Thunder he was very good. I mean, there was a stretch in the fourth quarter where he was their best player. He had put, put in the alley-oop. He hit the three from the corner. He had that – they had that beautiful play where Rozier pushed it up and fed it to Brown, who dumped it back to Smart, who fed it to Olenek and slammed it home all in the span of like four seconds. Just beautiful transition basketball. But, yeah, Brown is – he's got a ton of potential. I don't know what the hell he will actually become, but it's fun seeing him grow up. And the last four games, I guess, have been four of his best games of the season. So it seems like he's kind of – earning the, the trust and I think if there's one positive about Isaiah Thomas being out for some time it's that it's freed up more minutes on the perimeter and it's given guys like Rozier and Brown chances to to kind of solidify themselves in that rotation and earn some of that trust and get key 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 minutes like like Brown gave the Celtics tonight uh was it have you watched the Celtics much what are, what are your thoughts on Brown I know you have an interesting <laughs> an interesting comparison for his looks um that he well it's not really a comparison because i'm not comparing it to anybody i would say it's more of like uh just in just an analysis or an observation that he looks like you mean that he looks like he would be he doesn't look like anyone from white men can't jump but he looks like he would be in white men can't jump what exactly does that mean He's got. He looks like a street ball game from 1991, like a the really short shorts, the the flat top that like you really haven't seen, like like Wesley Snipes, like trash talked a guy who looks like him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I guess the funny thing is when you said that the first time to me in the hallway when we were walking, we're actually doing this podcast from the podium where Billy Donovan does his press conferences. <laughs> so shout out to Billy Donovan. Nice win tonight, Billy. Uh, 
But when you first told me that, I was like, yeah, yeah, like that, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> like he looks exactly like a white man can't jump extra. Like he could have been in that scene where they pulled out the gun and everyone was like running away. Jalen Brown could have been running with everybody else. Yeah, just or just any of the guys in like the street ball tournaments. He could have just been like one of the guys who like lost in the early rounds and was like really distraught about it. Like he absolutely could have been one of those. But it's the high top that really does it. Not just the high top, but the line and the side of the high top too. And then. Like the short shorts. Who wears short shorts in 2016? Like him and is he the best short? Who's him? Chris Douglas Roberts did it for like a season, but he's better than Chris Douglas Roberts. Yeah, I don't think that worked out too well for my man Chris. <laughs> um, what what else was there? This Thunder, lot of oh yeah, Oladipo. That was scary, man. That was like I I can't remember an arena that eerily hushed since probably Marquise Daniels went down and, and really hurt his back and everybody feared for for him. Uh, that was just like complete silence for minutes. Like He's l- lucky that it was just a sprained wrist. Yeah, I, can't, I, can't, I couldn't believe when they, when they said it was a, a sprained right wrist. I was like, wait, that was all it was? Like, that's like the greatest news that you can have when the when the news is it's a sprained right wrist because I was thinking they were like you know I was I was ready to hear something about his back like he limped off like you don't limp off because of a sprained right wrist like I guess he probably I, I guess he got the, I mean he obviously at the very least got the wind knocked out knocked out of him but they they went he went through concussion protocol and the Thunder said no concussion and and uh, you know he I'm, I'm sure went through other 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 tests too and uh, the fact that it came back just like a sprained right wrist, it was. I'm with you. That was probably the most like forebodingly quiet arena I've ever heard. Especially like it's such a juxtaposition because it gets so loud in games, and then it was just like completely silent. Like you couldn't even. It, it was one of the. It was like the type of silent where like it was like funeral silent, where like it's not just quiet, but you feel like uncomfortable talking. You know, it was like really. It was really quiet. It was it was like an awkward and like a scary moment. Yeah, that was. I mean, he took a hard fall. Yeah. Actually, when when the PR guy came and said it was a sprained wrist, I I laughed out loud. It was like like first of all, it was relief because it was just a sprained wrist. But it was like like he laid on the ground for like five minutes. As you said, he limped off. Like it looked like he was motionless. Everybody on both teams was completely shell-shocked. Like, the Thunder were all standing around him. Jonas Jarebko was asking people in the media what had happened on the play because he felt bad about it. Uh, obviously, it wasn't his fault, but he just didn't want to see Oladipo go down like that. And the Celtics were giving him an ovation, and it was a sprained wrist, man. Like, just a bizarre, bizarre injury to suffer in that <laughs> I I was really glad it was a sprained wrist and not anything else. I mean, you fear when he when you're laying on the ground motionless, you fear for a lot of different things. It could be whether it's a concussion or a back injury, even worse. I mean, anything I thought was in play the way he was he was laying there for a while and the way people were reacting. But thank God he was okay. Celtic, do the Thunder always post up that much? Westbrook likes to post up a lot. Adams gets a decent amount of post touches. He can get a ton tonight. Um, Canner obviously does a lot. Canner had a spin move tonight, which was crazy. Do you know the play I'm talking about? The one where he abused Kelly Olenek? 
That would, that would be the one. He does that once a game now, where he has that like ridiculous. That's been movies. Isn't that's a nutty move? Like he's so graceful on the offensive end, and then just so not graceful on the other end of the floor. Like it's unbelievable. What a disparity of like foot speed that he has on both ends. It's amazing. Uh, you know what was big, which we haven't we kind of mentioned, the Jay Crowder foul trouble was huge. Like I honestly think that was the difference in the game uh, because he was abusing Anthony Morrow. He was posting him up like crazy. He was. He was physically just overpowering him. And, like, the Thunder went with Kyle Singler a little bit once Oladipo got hurt. And, like, they they wanted kind of guys who could guard and shoot on both ends. And, like, he, he stayed away from Jeremy Grant, which I was a little surprised with. I kind of thought we were going to see Grant go on uh, go on Crowder, and it didn't really happen. Uh, but Crowder was, was killing him. Crowder was playing really well offensively, and he was a major part. And and him having to play a little bit more hesitantly once he got to four or five fouls, uh, and yeah, that fifth foul was that was so bad. That was like he was legitimately ninety feet from the rim when he had that. He was like under the opposing basket. Uh, but that was just that was really big. Him having to come out of the game and then eventually fouling out because he was the best thing they had going for them offensively. Is that the new iPhone? Yeah, got it on T-Mobile. Fastest iPhone deserves America's fastest LTE network. Introducing the amazing iPhone 8. It's the best iPhone yet, now on America's best unlimited network. For a limited time, save up to $300 on the amazing iPhone 8 after 24 monthly bill credits. And now join T-Mobile's iPhone upgrade program for free. Eligible trade-in and finance agreement required. If you cancel service, you may lose promo credits. Contact us for details. Video at 480p. Small fraction of users over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speed. See store for details. Yeah, and to your point, it was the Thunder tried something that I'm not sure if any team has really tried yet, which is putting a, the small forward, in this case, Andre Robertson, on Avery Bradley. And I thought Robertson did a great job on Avery Bradley. His length really bothered him. There was that play in the final minute when Bradley tried to go to the hoop. Robertson really contested it well, forced a miss. But that left Morrow and Oladipo on Crowder, and he was just really hurting them in the post he had a, a fadeaway over Oladipo early he had a, a couple of post touches against Morrow later he's just a lot bigger than shooting guards and even though he doesn't have like this refined post game if if you put a guy a, basically to him a midget on him who's so much smaller so much less strong then he can do what he wants and he, he made his first five shots he was seven of nine in the game and yeah, it really killed them, and it especially killed them because again, they don't have that small forward that they trust to to play down the stretch. And their defense has been really bad when they've gone with three guards, and they had to do that down the stretch. He wears he wears really tight clothes during warmups. <laughs> he does. He wears he wears like like tights, like tight, like the like ballet dancer pants, and 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 like the tightest hooded sweatshirt too like it feels like he's wearing like he's it feels like he's wearing the sweatshirt equivalent of Jalen Brown's shorts when he warms up <laughs> very restrictive clothing for Jay Crowder also tight tonight was Marcus Smart's passing he there's a there's a, a growing crowd uh, growing chorus on Twitter especially of people who think Marcus Smart should only play point guard and that's because when he's off ball, he shoots the ball, which is no good. 
and he takes a lot of shots, a lot of three-pointers. And then when he's on the ball, his value is so much different because he's getting into the paint, he's finding guys. The first half especially, he just made great decision after great decision, I thought. Down the stretch, he got in a little bit of trouble. He left his feet a few times. He probably should have attacked the basket and tried to score a couple times when he didn't. And felt like Oklahoma City started to play him better and try to force him to be a finisher more than a passer down the stretch. But I, th- I thought he really had a, a nice game. Um, is there anything else we want to talk about, man? What What about the Thunder? What Was there anything? I mean, I thought they went to a lot of post-ups with Adams. And Cantor. Yeah, Sabonis too. Yeah, Sabonis had a few. I was so pumped because Sabonis was going down low. I thought he was going to get a free throw. You know the last time DeMontis Sabonis got a free throw? Tell me. Over a month ago. he's He's been to the free throw line once this season. He went one for two from the line against Miami on November 7th, and he hasn't been to the free throw line since. That's almost impossible for a starting big man. Yeah, he plays minutes. He plays over 20 minutes a game. He's taken two free throws in like 500 minutes. My brother Tommy is still mad to this day because his senior year he only took three free throws in the whole the whole season his high school senior year and he was a starter he played a ton of minutes and referees just never sent him to the line the Celtics too did not get to the free throw line Isaiah Thomas I mean obviously he was missed down the stretch he's their their fourth quarter score he's the guy who when when it's half court and defenses are locked in he's the guy who can break down guys and lock, lock, locked in nice pl- nice plug or locked on yeah. follow follow the locked on celtics podcast <laughs> subscribe to us audio tune audio boom <laughs> itunes stitcher uh google play whatever else also follow the locked on thunder podcast at the same places just search for us subscribe to us give us a five-star rating give fred at least like a four-star rating he probably deserves at least that um but yeah Isaiah Thomas I mean to only get to line eight times in an NBA basketball game is incredible the Thunder only had nine personal fouls the whole game and they and they had two techs so the the one to 4.5 technical to foul ratio is really pretty impressive it was (laughs) clipper-like it was it was it was uh yeah it was the officiating was was I normally don't talk about officiating, but the officiating and I think Bill Kennedy is a really good official. I, I you know on both sides they kind of had some problems with uh, Jason Goble tonight. I only have one problem with Jason Goble, one problem that he spells Jason J. You know how Jason Goble spells Jason J A C Y N. My one problem with Jason Goble is that his name is that a you know his name. And and B, you know how to spell his name, yeah. and C, you have an issue with how he spells his name. I, yeah. I don't I don't think we should care that much. J a c y m is like is like it's like how Gwyneth Paltrow would spell Jason. It's like how she would name <laughs> name her kid Jason. Be like, well, we're gonna name him Jason, but it's J a c y n. Gwyneth Paltrow. We got. I mean, Fred Katz just coming in with some some high quality humor in this podcast. Uh, what it's else? Late. It's late. It's late. It is late. It is late. 
the Celtics just kicked another one away. We're going to wrap up this podcast, but Celtics, they were very frustrated. They were, Literally, when I walked into the locker room, not a single person was talking. Al Horford was sitting there looking like distraught. Avery Bradley was sitting there. He had his head in his hands for a little while. Marcus Smart was dressing, like probably just thinking about that last shot he missed. Not a not a single word was uttered from one Celtics player to another, I think, the whole time I was in the, the locker room. I assume the Thunder locker room was probably a little bit different place. Um, but, yeah, that's it. Celtics lost another one, 99-96. The Thunder won another one, 99-96. Russell Westbrook, 37 points, 12 rebounds, 6 assists. Made all the plays down the stretch. And that's it for this edition of the Locked On Celtics podcast with the Locked On Thunder podcast. We are both part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.